Hello, this is Josh Belk with the Belk on Business Podcast. Hope you're having a wonderful day today. Over the next two weeks, we're going to talk a little bit about proper business growth. Today, we're going to talk a little bit more of the foundational elements of properly growing a business. And then next week, we'll transition into more into the logistical side, especially as it relates uh, to uh, to our team members. And uh, they're, they're involved in a proper and uh, well-developed uh, growth process. As we know, and I've, I've mentioned this a number of times through podcasts, that we know that most businesses uh, d- don't succeed, that uh, a great majority of businesses fail literally within the first few years. Only a very small percentage of businesses ever make it to the 10th year of business. Yesterday, uh, at the very end of my day, before I left, I was having a conversation with uh, with an individual talking about what does it take to start a business? And uh, of course, you know, going through and getting an LLC set up and doing those types of things, those are all relatively simple, whether you do it yourself or you use an attorney or use your accountant. Uh, so kind of getting the foundational elements are, are, re- are relatively simple. But then you kind of move into the step of how am I going to go about growing this business? How am I going to go about finding customers and, and kind of working through this process? For most of our clients at the firm level, they've uh, they've gotten to the point to where their business is already established. And that's what I'm going to talk a little bit about today. Not uh, really kind of uh, speaking to the startup type business or someone who's kind of in the discovery phase of, I have this idea, is this vi- uh, idea viable? Is this something I can actually turn into a business? But going to talk a little bit more from the area of a business that has that is already uh, somewhat established and in the process of looking to to grow uh, their business. And and uh, regardless of kind of what phase of business they're in, uh, assuming they're past uh, the startup phase uh, of the business, my hope is that you'll find a little bit of value in this particular podcast and maybe give you an idea too of, of some things maybe you need to think about as you go through the growth, pro- growth process uh, in your business. A lot of times growth in business happens organically. Uh, it becomes one of those situations to where um, that uh, we kind of transition from needing to do a ton of advertising in our business to a lot of our business just simply comes through uh, comes through referrals and comes through relationships. It comes through areas that we, uh, we may network, uh, room that may, may we, we may be in or simply just talking to local business owners and a little bit of a different way of going about uh, how the business growth looks like. And uh, sometimes when you get into, uh, as you progress through these business cycles, you find yourself in a position like I, I have uh, in, uh, in my primary business uh, in the accounting firm to where we don't have to really do any advertising, to where the revenue side uh, becomes easy, uh, but other aspects of the business really become a struggle. So growing a business will, also have, will always have areas in which there are hurdles, which there are problems which there are struggles that we need to kind of maneuver through. Uh, And it can really become a a personnel issue. It may fall into a different area. So let's talk a little bit about uh, maybe just a few different areas from a functional end when it comes to growing a business. Uh, What does it it look like? So... uh, on this particular uh, this particular podcast this week, we'll talk a little bit about the foundational elements, and next week we'll move a little bit more into the logistical side. So, foundationally, uh, when uh, we're looking to grow a business, there are a few areas or needs that we need to be evaluating quite we, quite quite frequently as we go through this uh, growth process. First is uh, is our avatar in our business clearly defined. Now, when uh, I know when I started my accounting firm, I know when there's other businesses I'm involved in as well, you almost are willing to take anybody on that can fog a mirror. 
Okay, you're just like anything I can take on because I'm really just trying to find customers so I can pay my bills. Okay, so you kind of been in the situation to where, okay, I'll figure this out. I'll, um, you know, it's just kind of one of those things that I'll take anybody on just simply to try to uh, drive that revenue. But if, as a business gets established, you find out that this is not a very effective way of growing a business, that uh, you really need to clearly define who is it that we want to serve. I know for uh, for for us, as, as I kind of go through, and and at this point, I still handle most of my sales calls. And so when the when the phone call comes in, or the we have the scheduled Zoom meeting, and we have the scheduled call, uh, a lot of times it becomes a two way interview process. So they're trying to figure out whether or not that they feel that we can help them. But in the alternative, I'm also trying to figure out whether this tr client truly fits within our avatar. There was a time to where I would say yes to most everything. Oh, you need this set up. Yeah, I'll take care of it for you. I'll figure it out. You need this done. Well, uh, yes, we can do that. We can figure it out because simply I didn't want to say no to anyone. I wanted to grow this business. Now, at this point, I find myself saying no a lot more than I, do, than I say yes. And why is that? It's because I want to make sure that as we grow the business, that I grow the business in the right type of a way. I don't want to bring clients into the business that aren't going to serve us well uh, and that we're not going to be able to serve us well either. So is your avatar clearly defined, but also is the messaging that you're putting out there aligning with the avatar that you have defined? Now, that avatar should be as specific as possible. Now, for us, we have a clearly defined uh, avatar. If you're under a certain uh, revenue level, then all probability we're not going to take you. In the alternative, if you're over a certain revenue uh, uh, level, we may not be a large enough firm to be able to service you well. Okay, so we know what that avatar is. We know what types of businesses that we want to serve. What industry are you in, et cetera? So we have that very clearly defined, and that's been clearly communicated to our team members. So if they happen to be talking to a prospective client, they know that these are the types of clients that we work with and we work with well. So uh, the uh, so there, uh, that avatar needs to be clearly defined, but you're also your messaging needs to be clearly defined. In in recent days, if uh, probably most of if not if not all of us are very familiar with what happened uh, with with Bud Light. Now I don't I don't drink. Uh, it's not my thing. But I'm always being very interested in business and and seeing how businesses go about conducting business. In uh, in the marketing aspect, I still find very interesting. And as as most of us know, and I'm not even going to mention the the individual's name. I think it's it, it's uh, uh, but the they uh, Bud Light decided to engage someone uh, to try to expand their audience base, and uh, they decided to put someone on a can. And guess what? Immediately, it dropped their sales by twenty percent plus. And uh, the reason why is because they went out and they decided to put a message out there that was in complete contradiction uh, to uh, to the to the avatar to the person that is most likely uh, to buy their product. And so when you did, and this fallout continues, this happened about a month ago until week over week after week, this company now has become kind of the butt of, of jokes. Uh, I've walked into stores and they have, uh, they have Bud Light stacked all over the place, like trying to get rid of it and nobody is buying it. You know why? Because their messaging did not align with their avatar. Worse than that, they insulted 
their 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 avatar. So they brought in this lady to be there, you know, head up their marketing, and she gets out there and she was literally criticizing uh, the, uh, the the customer that most likely uh, is the type of person that buys their product. One of the worst business decisions, uh, I think, on a on a uh, from a large company that I've seen it many many times. And then here, just in the last few days, uh, an, another domestic company decided to do something similar. Okay, and uh, and once again, and they tried to play it off. Oh well, this is just a joke, or whatever the case may be. And now we're seeing their sales start to fall off. So when you go through and you're trying to grow a business, making sure you understand very clearly who is your avatar. Now sometimes you're going through and you're you're marketing for a certain specific type of a client, but it ends up attracting a different type of a client. Okay, somebody that may fit outside of what you thought was your avatar, but is that the the um, essentially should you transition uh, to that avatar because they're the ones that want your product. So making sure that that is clearly defined, you know, uh, you know who it is that you're wanting to sell to and that your messaging is on point. And it's the only way you're going to effectively be able to grow your business. Uh, secondly, uh, be very selective uh, and purposeful as to the type of client that you bring on. Now, if you're you're in a service business, for example, uh, you're gonna you're gonna have that avatar. Uh, you're gonna have that avatar clearly uh, defined, uh, and you're gonna want to make sure that you execute on it. Okay, so be very selectful and purposeful. And this goes just goes beyond. Okay, I'm, I want to serve clients that that earn between this amount and this amount. Okay, uh, of, of 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 money. Uh, I want their top line to kind of fall within these range, but we need to go beyond that. Okay. So for when I go on calls and I'm talking to clients and maybe you do this as well inside of your business, I am just not trying to find out essentially if, uh, if they kind of fit the model from, from some of the kind of more hard or factual metrics that we have set, but beyond that, from a core value alignment. Or do they fit? I had a, a, a client that I spoke to just this last week, a prospective client uh, that I, I spoke to uh, this last week. And it was very clear to me, even in the process of setting up the calls, that I did not think this client was going to be able to be a good fit for us because it was a very poor core, uh, core value alignment. And so I, I went ahead and took the call. I had the conversation with the individual because I didn't want to just go off my assumptions. I wanted to figure out, is this truly a, uh, it's just kind of the way this person came across initially, or is this a situation to where this is the way this person operates in every aspect of their life and business, and it's just somebody who I don't want to work with, and I don't want to walk out uh, of the call and talk to my client, uh, to my team members and saying, you guess what, we took this type of client, and you know what, they're a jerk, and they, you know, it's a poor core value alignment, and we're just simply, they're just going to be a headache. But they fit our avatar otherwise, okay? So not just clearly identifying that avatar, but to make sure you're having those communications with clients uh, and being very selectful, very intentional, very purposeful in listening to figure out uh, whether or not there is a good value alignment with them. And uh, and, and we, we had a situation with uh, they weren't client of, clients of ours, but uh, a, a situation to where a, uh, a very large fund 
the SEC had to end up coming in and uh, basically overtaking this particular entity, seizing assets in the whole nine yards uh, because the core value alignment wasn't there between them and others. And so uh, between uh, between them and their investors. And what ends up happening is the entire business falls apart and now we end up with legal troubles and, and uh, et cetera. So if you're, if you're paying very close attention to make sure there's a good core value alignment, in our business, integrity is extremely important. So if a client isn't going to do things the right way, we don't want to deal with them, okay? Regardless of how much money they make and regardless of how much they're willing to pay us for our services, uh, those types of headaches just simply are not worth it. So first of all, is the avatar uh, clearly defined and does our messaging align with that? Secondly, are we very purposeful, selectful, and intentional uh, with the type of client uh, that we're going to take on? Not every opportunity is a good opportunity. And, uh, and we took on a contract a couple years ago. It sounded like it was a good opportunity. I did not vet it well enough. We decided to go ahead and take on that opportunity. I had some questions on whether or not this would work. It ended up being a disaster. It cost our, it cost the firm, uh, I don't know, thirty to $40,000 in hard cash, literally over a few months that we had this engagement because I made a poor decision and I did not go through and follow uh, the essentially these rules that we had established internally, uh, yes, they fit our avatar, but I did not make sure that there was a good core value alignment. There wasn't a, core, a good core value alignment. It cost us a, a fair amount, not a ton of money, but it cost us quite a bit of money. And, uh, and it really kind of hurt us in a number of ways. We learned a lot. And uh, it kind of allowed for us to open our eyes uh, to uh, to in future opportunities and, and making sure that we're doing a better job of analyzing. Okay, so to, to make sure that the avatar is clearly defined, the messaging is on point, and that you're very purposeful, intentional, and selective as to the type of client they take on, even if they happen to fit in with your avatar. Okay, so uh, one of the wisest things that we that uh, we can do uh, as a business owner, even in our own personal life, is to know the things that we need to say no to. And then, lastly, to make sure that we have personnel uh, that is in alignment and that is dedicated to the product and to the service, uh, and so into the into the customer. And so, to make sure that we have people around us. Now, we can start to get into the team members. We'll talk a little bit more about this on next week's podcast. But to make sure that our the personnel that we have in alignment have a buy in. Uh, they have a buy-in into the into that product or into that service that you're offering, and uh, and that they also have a buy-in into the type of customer that you serve. Uh, as the business owner, and as you as a business owner, should be very very sensitive uh, with your with your team members, and to have that dialogue is how is the relationship going with that client? Because if we kind of force our team members to work with. Uh, with clients that are difficult to work with, uh, there's not a core value alignment, regardless of what the case may be, uh, it is going to affect the culture of your business. So to make sure you're following those steps, you're having the dialogue uh, with your team members and making sure that uh, that everything that you do inside the business, especially as it relates to your team members and your personnel, that they are in alignment with your core values. Okay, and then also that uh, you have that communication uh, with the feedback that's coming back to you in regard to with those clients. Are we having any sort of issues? What are the problems? And then you as the business owner can step in and resolve them. Uh, sometimes it means you may have to disengage or disconnect from a client, no longer do business with a client. And there's a process for that. It can be done professionally and well. 
Uh, but many times those decisions get made because you're having a, a good communication with your team members. So you've gone through the process to make sure that you've hired the people and that you maintain the people in your business that have a buy-in uh, to the core values and to the and to everything that you have going on to the in the business, but also that they can be very dedicated uh, to the person uh, to the client, and then uh, they want to serve them well. They want to service them well. They want to make sure that whatever product or service is that, that uh, being delivered is one that's exceptional, even exceeds the values they're expecting, and then that you as a business owner are having a very frequent dialogue with your team members to make sure that uh, that that core value is maintained, that there are no issues, and that uh, uh, that that we are in a situation to where we can have that client as a client for a number of years, hopefully in perpetuity. Once again, this is Josh Belk with Belk on Business Podcast. I truly hope that uh, this podcast was helpful in some form or fashion to you. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day.